Good morning, everyone. My name is Samantha Miller, and today I'm going to be discussing mental illnesses. So before we get started, what is mental illnesses? It's basically a wide range of health disorders with involving emotion, thinking, or behavior, such as associating with distress or problems, functioning in social and work or family activities. So some things that we might take for granted as in just talking to your family could be a struggle for some people with mental illnesses. So mental illnesses, let's say like in around in the 1800s was super complicated. We did not have a good understanding of what exactly mental illnesses were or had a good understanding of the brain, technically. So globally, with medicine, it was chaotic. It This new thing with the ice pick through the eye was crazy to us now, but that was the main practice to basically solve every everyone's problem to like headaches to changing your sexual orientation to just just about anything like you get an ice pick through your eye and they're just it's basically just mushing around your brain and that would fix everything so but if you look more into it there was tons of intersectionality with it with, you know, um, depending on your ethnic group, your, again, your sexual orientation. And when I say that, I mean, like, if you were gay, that was considered a mental illness because you weren't the ideal person for that society. And also, you know, if you were, like, homeless or if you you weren't doing good in your, like, work or anything, you were considered mentally ill, you're considered mentally ill, if you know you had a headache and a lot of these people were put into like a sailor asylums and it like people were overloaded there because a lot of the things that were considered mentally ill during that time would be basically bizarre to us now so some good things and bad things that have come with medicine is that obviously now those things seem crazy which is good so medicine has obviously have changed over the years and is still getting better but after like a few decades later let's like early night know late 1900s so say like 1970 a lot of the facilities were actually cut and so what did it leave with all these people? All these people that had technically mentally were mentally ill. Where does it leave the actual people that are really mentally ill? It leaves them out on the street and be, they become homeless. So it brings them into self-medicating where they couldn't, you know, they can't go to a facility because they're they were cut more in half. So basically it was just it was just chaotic and this this increased crime rates and I believe a lot of people have heard about this but the drug on 
uh, the war on drugs. Sorry about that. But this was a big issue because this also didn't just target um, certain ethnic groups. For example, African-American or Latino were the main groups that were targeted during this time on drug on war on drugs. I don't know why I keep switching it, but basically all of that just triggered so many things and then prisons were filled up like crazy and even today prisons have been being filled up because all these people who are mentally ill aren't getting help they need they'll be it's like this cycle so they'll be homeless and they'll self-medicate because they can't reach facilities they're they don't have enough money for transportation so they just go around the corner to someone who's willing to sell them certain um, drugs. And I feel like for the main reason why this is such a big problem, even in the beginning before the facilities were cut, is because doctors were actually prescribing really hardcore drugs. And then when they... Then people came in, stepped in, said that this is wrong. The, these drugs are way too hard. They, all those people were just cut off. So there were always those people who were just cut off, didn't have any help. No one helped them recover, go through the cleansing or anything. So they're basically left on the street to fend for themselves, figure it out themselves. And I feel like that's why we're here today with the increasing homeless rate, which is also somewhat increasing the crime rate. Now, if we look into this, let's say, let's go to like Chicago. So Chicago actually has a, in their jail facility, they, when people first get put into their prison, they get a screening basically. They have a psychiatrist that looks over them and to see if they actually have a mental illness or not, and they get put into like separate groups so that they, they're able to help them during the time that they're there. Depending on the crime that they committed is as long as treatment basically they get, which is obviously, again, another problem. So, and our, like, majority of prisons do not do this. Like, if you're mentally ill, like, you're you're not going to receive special treatment or anything like you're nothing. You're not getting help. But with going back to Chicago with those people that are in prison, once their sentence is done, they basically just get put back into the street and not get help again. They don't get uh, health care. They don't get anything. They're just put back in the street where they most likely will still need help. They don't know how to fend for themselves basically and it's just this big cycle and no right now i feel like people are just now getting aware about it and but still the government the system hasn't done nothing about it and then um And even today, there is tons of intersectionality. Like, I'm sure everyone's heard about, so with like depression, 
you know, people think about depression as you're always sad, you're, you have really low self-worth. And depending on what gender you are, like if you're, if you're a girl and you come out to someone saying you're depressed, you might hear these things of like, oh, you're just making excuses, you're too emotional, or it's just a phase. And I feel like for me personally, I've had this happen. And also I've seen many people go through the same thing of hearing that. And especially when you hear someone say, oh, it's just a phase, like you'll grow out of it. Like everyone your age goes through this. It makes you feel like, oh, it's gonna be okay for some people but for some people it's like it's not just like a clothing style where it's like a phase of like that it's something that I that that person's going out and telling someone and trying to get help but then they're just told oh it's just a phase don't worry about it and you're left there with not knowing what to do or how to work through these emotions or these problems and just to clear it all out, depression is not something that you're just you're just sad or have really low self-worth. It could be something that we all take for granted sometimes, like waking up in the morning. That's a struggle with someone who has depression, for example. Just focusing and always feeling tired could be like a form of depression. There's so many different forms of depression that isn't really shown so people get this like stereotype of what depression is so when other things like this happens they don't know what's happening to them they don't know how they can help themselves and also another thing that goes into intersectionality is let's say let's say you're a guy and you also also come out with saying that you're depressed you know people are gonna be saying oh you're you know, be a man, snap out of it, or just making excuses. And I, I've heard this before to many um, males that have that have experienced this, and they don't know they're going through depression. They think they're crazy. And they don't know how to deal with these things. And it's like, no, like you're, it's okay. Like, you know, you can go find help. You can be there for that person. You can do all these other things but you never want to make someone feel less less than and that's what something this is why i've chose this topic because i feel like people with mental illnesses are treated less than and people have this idea of i feel like you know someone with like dementia they have this idea that this person is crazy or they don't know where they're at or there's something really really wrong in their head Yes, mental illness does have to do with things in the brain, but does it mean that person isn't still a person and they still deserve to be treated like one? So going into internalized, uh, internalized. So when people with mental illnesses that I've seen, after they hear the things with, you know, you're too emotional or you're it's just a phase, like snap out of it, they they tend to get this like really low self-worth. And self-medicating is also a really big problem because 
they can just go around the corner and get something super cheap or they could you know make an appointment do find a doctor who's willing to help them go through all the system stuff and take a way longer time when they need something now they need help now or just go around the corner and get something cheap real quick and help the problem for a few maybe a few hours and then go right back into it but this also makes me wonder of who's helping these people who with the system the facilities that were cut like who helped those people and i've actually tried to research this and i'm not really finding anything about it and it honestly just makes me really sad well and also for some and one of the part of this podcast that I'm going to go into, I'm going to go into some things that people, you know, who may not experience any mental illness and how to get involved and help others that do. So for starters, I believe that with just about anything, before you get involved with it, you know, make sure you're educated on it so you know your do's and don'ts. And understand, you know, what you're doing, basically. And especially just like any other, any anything else, like there's many, many, many different types of mental illnesses. And within those illnesses, there's different forms of it. And so, like, and I already went into the example of depression, but, and my... But in my opinion, some of the great things that have happened with all this downfall and all of this suffering is that I'm seeing people come more together and try to help. Also, And also just having organizations is a form of just fighting against this. And I think the transformation of medicine now is also somewhat that is helping tremendously, but I definitely feel like they should the they should have facilities where it's more accessible for those people you know who might be homeless, and so they're not suffering from either self medicating or over medicating anything like that. Especially, and I especially believe that the like more facilities should be open because doctors were prescribing or over prescribing medication and their hardcores like uh, Coke. Coke was like a main that was a main thing that people were actually prescribed. Like if you if you were tired and you could not wake up or you had a headache or something, they would give you Coke. So, and then getting cut off on that, all of a sudden, you know, that affects, that affects you, that affects your family. Um, not getting the right help definitely is a side effect and no one, I feel like the system did not do better. I feel like the system could have done a lot better and that could help with the crime, the crime rates and that could also help with the homeless rates. But 
I think that's about it, everyone. And I really hope this helps you understand on the the gravity of mental illnesses and the effects that it has not just, you know, maybe in your own life, but what it has on society. And I also will be putting links of places you could go to to get involved or some links just to get some information and read more into it. Thank you guys for listening.